Hello, welcome to Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where all your questions for your primary care doctor are answered. Our goal is to help our listeners make their wellness a priority and live out long, enjoyable, and fulfilling lives. All right, welcome everybody to this week's episode of Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday. We are going to be talking about asthma in childhood. Um, I have a special guest who is going to be um, giving us all the details on this. I'm going to start with um, introductions. For those that don't know me, my name is Dr. Uday. I'm a board certified family medicine physician. I'm based in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Um, I also provide aesthetic services to my clients. Um, and with both modalities, it's to have my patients not only feeling good, but looking good. So Dr. Fari, I'm gonna have you introduce yourself and then we're gonna get started. So. Sure, hi everyone. Thank you, Dr. O'Day for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, like she said, I'm Dr. Um, Fari. I'm a pediatric pulmonology. Um, that means I take care of children with all sorts of lung conditions, um, including asthma. So um, what's, it's a good topic any day. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And I see a lot of people with this. So um, my listeners are going to be listening in. So let's start with what is what is asthma? Um, so the one of the ways I like to describe asthma is that it, it one of them, it presents like overreacting lungs. I would explain that. So it's lungs that have excessive inflammation, excessive mucus production, excessive swelling in response to many triggers. Overall, it causes difficulty moving air in and out of the lungs. And that's what causes the symptoms that people struggle with. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what, what causes it? What's the root cause of asthma? Asthma. It's one of those things that to be, um, to be thorough, there's no one cause. Okay. We know many things that put people at risk, but there's no one all um, be all. So having a family history predisposes people, um, different environmental um, exposures predispose certain people, um, some underlying um, allergies. So people who have one type of allergy uh, because asthma tr travels, so to speak, that same train track. Um, so if you have some type of allergies, you may be at higher risk. So um, there's no one cause, but what we know is different things put people at risk, particularly children. But I think knowing this, it actually empowers us to then be better on the lookout. And, when, and if it is asthma, we know what to do. Absolutely, absolutely. And just with, it's funny you mentioned allergy because that's the way I think of it is basically allergy of the lungs because it just, it's it's more reactive. So what would you say symptoms of um, asthma is? Um, for different people, different symptoms, but the most common um, combination of symptoms. So many people have um, a persistent cough. Um, there's difficulty breathing. There's wheezing. Um, there's also, um, is, again, focusing on children, exercise or um, intolerance. So some type of difficulty um, with intense physical activity. Um, also, it's important to note, it, to note you know, that it, um, it doesn't always look the same. So in different people, and also even for the same individual at different times, it could be a different combination. Absolutely, absolutely. So how would you diagnose asthma in children? Um, 
it's the, <laughs> that's one of the the interesting things about this. Um, so for older kids and adults, um, diagnosing asthma, uh, I could talk about that all day. We use um, a specific, we call, we call them pulmonary function tests. It's a combination okay. of tests that we do with certain challenges and we can come up with a certain number and we could say very easily. Now, when it gets to children, special population, um, special parameters, because many times um, children, especially younger children, youngest of children are not old enough to follow the instructions that we use to perform pulmonary function tests. So then it becomes a thorny issue and how, and many times, but um, in my field, what we do is we use um, risk scores, we use the pattern, we use clinical symptoms, things that have happened over time, and we use risk factors to say, even though you haven't had the pulmonary function test, um, certain things point to the fact that this young child may be having asthma. And even for that, we have um, guidelines and advice of what we could do. And as soon as they're old enough, um, then they could do the formal test. So the answer is, it's a little <laughs> more challenging. Mm -hmm, younger mm -hmm. children, but it's possible to diagnose asthma in young children. So what you say, when is that formal age where you, you would say it's a cutoff to a be able to do the test? So mm -hmm. children who, between five and six, um, usually they're able to follow instructions about how to hold their breath, how to blow. And so five and six is usually about the youngest we can do it. Gotcha. What would you say treatments are for, for asthma in kids? Asthma. So, um, Two things, um, maybe just to uh, um, to point a few things. Inhaled medications are um, tend to be the center. Two, two mm -hmm. big, broad categories of inhaled medications. Mm -hmm. One are the steroids. And if you actually ask what the treatment of asthma is, it is that class of medication. They mm -hmm. tend to be longer term. They tend to be preventative. Right, we want to control the inflammation. They tend to be anti-inflammatory, and then the second group of medicines tend to be commoner. But those are the quick relief medications. Mm -hmm. um, this do not treat underlying inflammation, but in the minute it gives quick relief. It opens the airways and allows um, symptoms to you know relief of symptoms right um, quicker. And so a combination. And again, knowing that you're talking to your doctor about this, that many times treatment will be a combination of these medicines together. Absolutely, absolutely. So now what tips would you give for you know parents listening with young children that possibly could have asthma? What would you say or any actionable steps that they could take to help improve the symptoms of their children You know that you suggest to parents or anything like that? I think the first thing is, um, number one, be, if you have concerns, observations, bring it up to your doctor. I think it's important. I think that many times people want to explain away certain symptoms, whether it's nighttime coughing without a cold, whether it's, um, you know, several episodes um, of respiratory illnesses that have become mm -hmm. emergencies. So bring it up to your doctor, going to different emergency rooms or urgent care here and there um, mm -hmm. without bringing it back to your primary doctor, I think um, will make things harder, number one. Number mm -hmm. two um, is we want to examine, so, we mentioned earlier that environmental exposures play mm -hmm. significant. We call those things triggers. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there are triggers that we can remove. There are modifiable triggers. So there are sometimes indoor exposures. Um, mm -hmm. I, um, let's mention it here that mm -hmm. secondhand exposure, 
mm-hmm. is a um, is a no no. Is it does more harm to everyone's lungs, but particularly mm-hmm. children with asthma. So mm-hmm. you know, parents who smoke, it mm-hmm. stays in their hair, their clothes, mm-hmm. and interacting with kids is just increasing inflammation. Um, mm-hmm. There are many other things in the home. So um, pests, so mm-hmm. mice, roaches, mold. Um, is a challenge. And so when people have those things going on in their house, remediation. So bringing it, if you own the home, um, planning and talking to someone to do um, a removal of mold the, the proper way. Um, also, um, and if you rent, you know, bring it up to the landlord because, again, it's a public health issue. Um, to go stay in the home a little bit, cleaning. Let's talk about cleaning agents. So many of us like those fragrance cleaning products. Many people like to use bleach. Actually, those release um, compounds. They release what they release from them, you know, the smell, even after they've dried, can be very inflammatory to the lungs. So um, minimizing and choosing things that have the least amount of chemicals, the least amount of fragrance to clean our homes and then allowing time for the home to dry. Um, keeping air filters. So there's many tips that, you know, even with um, that the parents can do at home, using air filters, making sure we change them regularly, um, keeping wood fires away if we have asthma, using alternative forms if and when able. So the list goes on and on. I don't want to keep talking, <laughs> but I'll just... Um, let me pause and then, um. that's good that's really these are all this is this is actually why we're doing this is for the tips that we have um so let's see here so then actually i'm gonna switch gears and ask um a couple of questions about you one of the top ones i always ask is why do you do what you do so i pose it to you why do you do what you do <laughs> why do you do what you do for many reasons. So I'll say that, um, you know, uh, maybe go back to, I, I knew I wanted to do medicine, but, and then pediatrics, you know, easily, quickly medic, medical school. But yeah. over overall though, um, one of the things that was astonishing to me, especially I, I did um, pediatric residency in Bronx in New York City, uh, which is um, an under-resourced community, but asthma rates and asthma mortality was actually really high. Um, I have a public health background, so when when I was time to choose a residency research project, I it occurred to me that you know I really like health education. I believe that knowing about your health is like the cheapest and most effective way to maintain it before you lose it. And so I wanted something in that, and so I did a peer education where we educated residents about asthma education, and and so the more I did that, that drew me to asthma, to caring. But so in some total, you know, I, I came to this work with multiple things, but I, I think I want, I, I love my career because I get to, you know, use clinical medicine to help. But most of what I do is helping, empowering people with um, health tips and encouraging them and knowing how to manage conditions they have and improve their health. So um, I think that's one of the ways I like to tell the story. I love talking about mm-hmm. Um, maintaining your health. I love talking about knowing what you can do, empowering patients to manage their own health and especially chronic diseases because an empowered patient um, will do better. Quality of life um, is related to that. So, Absolutely. That is beautiful. Your work is definitely well needed. So thank you for what you do. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And then one more. This one is kind of, you know, completely off topic, but it's a good one. So I usually say with all the experiences that you've had and all the life that you've lived, if you got a chance to meet your 20 year old self, 
what would you advise them? What would you <laughs> And I always get that look like, really? And I'm like, really? So um, what, what would you say? Um, I think, oh, wow, there will be so many emotions, but I think one of them is that... <laughs> One of them is that you 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 have value and you make a difference. I think yes. that you know there's a lot of um, there's a lot of insecurity. There's a lot of that comes over time from different things, and yes. I think it's that um, knowing you have value one minute doing. So I I did. So maybe what I'll say is, Shade, you um, keep doing what you're doing. Um, you you you're special. You're different for a purpose, uh, for a reason. Um, you know, you add value, you make a difference to uh, many lives. And so don't give up. So I think that's what I'll tell her. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. So I always, you know, there's somebody out there that that could help. So that's why I always ask that. And we have come to the conclusion. So the other thing I always ask <clears throat> is if anybody wanted to connect with you, learn more about you, where, how do they do that? Where do they go? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. I'm new to all this, but I'm on Instagram. I'm Shadi, <laughs> I'm Shadi Fari on Instagram. I'm on Twitter as well. The same Shadi.Fari on, on Twitter. And I'm on LinkedIn. It's my full name on LinkedIn. It's for Shadi Fari on LinkedIn. That's so awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. We had some technical stuff going on, but we made it work. So this is so great. So thank you so much. So everybody, thank you so much for joining us. And on the flip side, if you're looking for a great family uh, medicine physician, we are available to see you. Give us a call um, at Apple Valley Family Medicine, 304-350-1087. And also online, www.applevalleyfamilymed.com. You guys have an amazing week and we will see you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and include a review. Don't forget, you're worth it, and your health is our priority. Tune in for another episode next week, and have a great rest of your week.